An artist is committed, heart and soul, to the work. So I have to quit my day job now, right? That's this week on the Fuse Chamber Podcast. You're listening to the Fuse Chamber Podcast, where you get the elite mindsets and skills to ignite your voice and build your audience. I'm your host, Chris Williams, and I want to help you live the life you really want. I see people struggle with this one all the time. Should I quit my day job? I feel like I'm not 100% in it if I don't. Well, maybe that's true at some point. Here's the thing, though. There's realities in this world, and too many people quit their dreams because they have to work 9 to 5 to handle those realities. I think that's wrong. We have to fight that. We have to build a new economy, new opportunities. But first, let's remember why we're here. To create the next generation of leaders in arts, business, and community. To create an elite tribe of powerful, successful professionals who redefine how artists and entrepreneurs can do what they really want to do with their lives, full of passion and without compromise. I'll show you who you have to become in order to win, and I'll be here to inspire you each and every week so that you stay inspired and stay driven. This investment of 15 minutes a week will create habits that forever change your life and career. One of the things that artists have always struggled with is the balance between that day job and the thing that they're most passionate about doing. So you've always seen the guy who works in the record store or mops floors at the local discount shop, but he's got that dream. He's got that one thing that he loves to do. All he or she wants is to move the world with their artwork, to write that one great novel, to play their hearts out in front of an adoring crowd. So is there a certain point at which you have to risk it all and quit that job? Because after all, the artist's supposed to live in abject misery and poverty in order to create meaningful work, right? Well, no. I mean, if you really believe that, I think we're admitting that art can only be created by those select few people who have no jobs, no responsibilities, probably really young, have the flexibility to make giant mistakes and fail over and over again. But I, that's a myth. That's a myth created by the business of arts. Because what sells is not talent necessarily. It's not creativity. It's not connectivity. It's youth. It's beauty. So I say nothing could be further from the truth. Each of us has the ability to generate meaningful, creative work, to create beautiful, inspiring art. But what about that day job? What about my mortgage? What about my bills? What about my kids? Guys, the reality is this. We don't even live in the age where an agent's going to find you, beg to represent you, beg to make you famous. Those days are gone. You are your own agent. You're your own accountant too. You might even be your own lawyer for that matter. You might not be able to work on your art for 8 to 10 hours a day. You're going to have to find a way to balance your creativity with taking care of your business. So can you be a great artist and still have a family, a two-car garage, a mortgage, and all those other things? Of course you can. It happens all the time. So the secret then in our time is figuring out how to balance that work while carving out time for your passion and your purpose. In a perfect world, you'd find a job that allows you the freedom to sculpt your time however you want. An even better situation 
is one where your work is closely related to your passion. One where you can hone your skills and your craft, learn things that you can take home and bring to your artistic business, learning how to promote, how to market, how to manage teams, how to reach an audience. If you have a job that lets you do that, you're building the foundation for generating energy, for creating an audience for your work when you finally do put your stuff out there in the marketplace. Up to this point, some of the topics we've been building on have to do with grit, resilience, drive, grind. The notion that in order to succeed in this industry or in any industry, the one thing you need is total dedication, total commitment. And by that, I don't mean it has to occupy all the hours of your day, but by that, I do mean that even if you only have an hour of your day to commit to this thing, it's got to be the most powerful hour of your day. You have to find ways to make yourself more efficient so you can do more in one hour than most people do in three. You have to find ways to make sure that if all you get is one hour a day, you take full advantage of it seven days a week. It also means looking at other areas of your life so perhaps you can scale back on the things that don't add any value, that don't move you closer to your goal, like binge-watching Netflix, so that you can commit it to the art instead. But look at it this way, guys. If the alternative is, well, this either needs to pay all my bills or I'm going to quit and just go work at a desk, and then you quit, then you've missed your calling. You run the risk of wasting your life doing something that you'll regret later. That's no kind of alternative. So guess what, guys? We have no choice. We have to embrace the suck. We have to get gritty. We have to get creative. We have to learn how to balance. So let me give you a real-world example in my own life. Would I love to get up every day and work on nothing but podcasts, nothing but writing? Sure I would, man. I love doing this stuff. This makes me happy. But I also have another passion that not only pays the bills, but you know what? It makes me pretty happy too. I like what I do. It's having that other job that allows me to do what I do. And it allows me to do it for free for a long time. And it allows me to pick and choose the opportunities that I think will help advance my art, that will help build my audience. So I had to learn how to start getting up at six o'clock in the morning every day. Now, I hate getting up early. Never in my life have I been good at it. It is extremely hard for me to get up at six o'clock in the morning, but now I do it. That extra hour in the morning allows me to knock some things out, whether it's getting my daily journals done so I'm organizing my work day so that I can get more done, deliver maximum value for my client to free up the time in the evenings or even in various breaks during the day to get creative and advance my art. So right off the bat, I'm getting up earlier, making more time in the day. You know what? It's not necessarily extra time because now I got to go to bed earlier to make it all work. But the point is the most creative part of the day for me is the morning. So getting up earlier allows me to have more creative time. In addition to getting up earlier, there's organizing my day, being mentally prepared for my day. Then I used to get on the train to commute to my client location. I'd fall asleep or I'd turn on something so I could meditate and get ready. Now, I use that time to do my creative work. I might be editing a podcast. I might be writing next week's podcast. I might be writing an article. I might be working on social media. Then, when I get to the office, I have maybe 20 minutes because I arrive early to wrap up whatever I was doing, switch gears, and get into my day. And again, now I'm laser focused on delivering as much value as I can while I'm with my clients so that when I walk away at the end of the day, I can rest. I can put my mind at ease and know that I did everything I could to serve my client. But in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, I cannot wait to get back home so I can work on the thing that is my true passion, 
the thing that really sustains me. And because I'm able to go home and immediately jump into those activities, I have plenty of creative energy. You might think that after working a full day at some kind of nine to five job, you might be creatively sapped. You might be less energetic. You might be tired. And sometimes that's true. But for me, coming home means now I get to do the thing that I was born to do. So as I'm taking the train home, I'm right back into creative mode. I'm right back to working on my business, working on my art. And hey, what if I don't take the train? Then I have a recorder in my car so that anytime I have an idea, I can pick it up, turn it on, record my thoughts, record my ideas, and transcribe them later. Sometimes in the car, I'll listen to audiobooks. So this is now study time. Anything that will advance my art, advance my business, or inspire me, people that I enjoy listening to. I've done everything from singing lessons in the car to taking university courses in philosophy. If you sit in your car on your way to your day job and you just stare at the bumper of the guy in front of you, you are wasting a tremendous opportunity to make yourself better, to get some crucial thinking, inspiration, or work done. Now, sometimes when you get home, you can't jump into your creative work until you spent time with the family, had a meal together, taking care of the homework, whatever you got to do, and everyone's in bed and then it's your time, right? Well, don't forget, when you're sitting there washing the dishes, if that's not family time for you, you could be once again recording your thoughts on a recorder, listening to today's art news, or maybe join a mentorship group and pick up the phone and join a Skype call with other artists in your community. There's so many things we do in life that require both of our hands, but don't require our minds. That's a really great time to get inspired and get creative. Expect that you may only have about an hour or two in the evenings, let's say, to get any truly creative work done or to really study your craft. And that's all right, but carve out those one to two hours. Make sure everyone knows that's do not disturb time and then get down to business and work. Now for me, I record podcasts on the weekend. It's the best way to get a few hours of uninterrupted time. But the evenings are a great time to write music, to spend 20 minutes practicing the guitar. It's also a great time to take a short online course in social media marketing, for example. But it's incumbent on you and you alone to figure out what things you think will advance your craft, your business, your art in the shortest possible amount of time. Do you need to take violin lessons? Do you need to join a meetup? Do you need to study 18th century painters? Do you need to write a thousand words of your novel? Whatever you need to do with that hour of your day, carve it out, put it on your calendar, set up a checklist to make sure that you do it. If you continuously set up time to do it and then you don't do it, this is your number one area of focus. You have got to figure out why the thing that you feel is the most important thing you could do for your art is the only thing that you don't do. You get everything else done. You make the bed, you vacuum, you do the laundry, you do all that stuff that you're supposed to do. But the thing you don't want to do for some reason, you're not committing to it. You got to figure that out and you have to fix it. If you don't fix it, you will never get any closer to your goal. But if you do, if you make the commitment and you keep the commitment, you may not write a masterpiece in two weeks, but see how far along you get spending 20 minutes a day, one hour a day, working towards your craft. My 60 minutes are reserved for two activities, writing and playing. So that's two kinds of creativity for me. I have to commit somewhere during the day. And maybe today I feel like doing it on the train. Maybe I feel like doing it at lunch. Maybe I feel like doing it at 9 p.m. But somewhere in the day, I have to spend 60 minutes and I have a checklist item set up. It's a reminder that recurs every day. It never takes a break. Did you do your 60 minutes today? And that's when I do my inspired writing. So it's just brainstorming a list of what might my next article be about, what my next podcast might be about. 
Or I spend some portion of that time just playing away on the guitar, trying to come up with an idea that could make a song. I might make a drum track and then play over top of it, or I might just noodle away practicing a new technique. I'll set aside similarly about an hour of learning time a couple of times a week too. This could be taking an online course, or this could be reading a guitar magazine to practice up on some technique I've never tried before. I also try to find 30 minutes a couple of times a week for inspiration time. That's reading a book, listening to music I wouldn't normally listen to to try and keep up on the latest ideas and the latest trends, or it could be doing research or taking a course. Now, if all of this sounds like a lot, it is a lot, and I didn't get here overnight. I had to start with just carving out the weekends for writing a podcast. Then I had to commit to doing a podcast every single week. Then I started committing to two podcasts every single week. Now I'm committing to writing an online article every week as well. So I grow my commitments in progression. As I overcome the fear and the uncertainty of taking on these kinds of commitments, once I start nailing it, and I don't even need my checklist anymore because I know when I make a promise, I'm going to keep it. Then I can move on and add to my list of promises. Slowly, you become the kind of person who doesn't phone it in anymore. When you come home, you don't put your feet up and watch TV because you're so excited about what you can get done with that one hour that it just doesn't align with your personality and your purpose to waste your time that way. When I encounter other artists and ask them how they do it, the story is almost identical to mine. And the one thing that someone explained to me the other day was that it was life-giving. So it doesn't matter what you have to do with the nine to five hours of your day. The time that you get to spend working on your art is the part that gives you the motivation and energy to keep up this pace of activity, to show up at your job and do a great job every day, to not be tired, to not be distracted. And that comes from doing something that aligns with your purpose and your vision. Go back and listen to the episodes on getting gritty, on practicing combat every day on showing up and doing the grind. Because for the first bit, guys, here's the deal. Neither of these things are going to give you much satisfaction. The job is not what you've always wanted to do with your life. So there's a certain amount of duty involved in showing up from nine to five every day. And then when you come home and work on your art for the first bit, nobody's listening, nobody's buying, nobody's appreciating. And as artists, we kind of need a little bit of all three of those things to be working together to feel like this is worth doing. So for the first little bit, you will worry that this isn't going to work. You will worry that this isn't what you're supposed to be doing, and you will question whether you are good enough to make it. But I keep trying to drive this home with you. What makes you successful is not some inherent gift or talent or voice from the gods. It is the ability to show up like this every day, in and out, to check that thing off your list so many times that you don't need a checklist anymore. Guys, that's how you get there. So do you need to quit your day job? No. You need to keep working and grinding away at it. You need to keep showing up every day so that eventually you can quit your day job. Do you see the difference? Because the reality is that's the new economy, guys. If you want to make this work, you have to find a way. No one said it was going to be easy. And let's be honest, you don't want it to be easy. So if the fact that you can't quit your day job and commit yourself to your art round the clock, day in and day out, makes you feel like you're not legitimate, like you don't belong here, stop. Don't wait until you're old enough to retire to start chasing your dream. The right time to start chasing it is today. It's right now. So can you do this with me, guys? Can you start with that one hour? Can you set that reminder? Can you make the promise and then keep the promise? 
Yes, you can. Folks, thanks for listening. You can reach out at FuseChamber.com or find me on Twitter, at FuseChamber. Come in for some more insight and coaching next week.